Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 196. I'm here with co-host Guy. Yeah. How are you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm excited for today's episode. I feel like today might be a therapy session. Well, it is. The people listening and watching will have seen the title of this podcast. Um, it's a big one. You're <laughs> going to address your... Well, what I don't know yet, is it address your bad golf or we're going to title it terrible golf or we're going to shocking golf, abysmal golf? The, the worst of the worst of the worst at the moment. Yeah, I think today is an episode, but I keep yawning before I turn the mics on. You're in the very dark, down place of your goal. But this I is also, the recipe for a great podcast. I've been out this morning playing and filming. The alarm clock went off at 4.30 a.m. this morning. And then you had to go and play golf. Oh, my heart bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> at Wallace. Oh, no. Been down the pits. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, should we talk about some positive Bits first, yes, before we go straight into the dark, deep world of my brain. Yeah, so um, we have got some good news on the horizon. We've teased and we've talked about the fact that to celebrate 200 episodes of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, we would do a live podcast. <sighs> Guess what? What? Not happening for 200. <laughs> we are going to do a celebration of podcast. So we're going to do a live podcast at a location that I don't want to give away just yet, but we're just... Um, crossing a few T's and down a few I's. Northwest England. Correct. And it is going to be a celebration just after, I think, when 200 will go live and just before we've done the podcast for four years. It's been four years. It was November 19. Jeez. So it's going to be a kind of hybrid party. Um, <laughs> Bring your rescues. <laughs> Bring... <laughs> Bring your recovery clubs. We're having Some a party. Totally will. Um, yeah, so we will give more details on that when we've got a se- it. Seven woods allowed. <laughs> no way. Two irons, you're out. Get out of here. Sling your rock. Um, yeah, so that will be uh, advertised on all, obviously, the standard places, your Twitters, your Facebooks, the podcast, obviously. Um, I think it will be around 250 tickets. So Oof. busy, but intimate. Yeah, it'd be good. I think it'd be really good. Yeah, we've done, so that'll be our third live show. Like I say, we'll have some guests lined up. 
um, location. We kind of know roughly where it is, but we're not going to share that just yet. And date, can we give a rough idea on the, the date? date if, well, it all depends if the said location works. The date I've got penciled in, <laughs> unfortunately, is Friday the 13th, standard, of October. Okay, penciled in, that's Pen- not gospel just penciled. yet. It's in very light pencil. Okay, um, exciting times. Yeah, it should be good. We might have a couple of guests. We might just do it ourselves and freestyle it. We might plan a lot for it. It might not at all just turn up and waffle. Either way, should be all right. It should be fine. It yeah. should be great. I think after a few little uh, beverages. Yeah. Bit of sauce. I think I think the the uh, the old waxing lyrical will be flowing. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be good. So I'd love to see people there. Um, other good news though. Before again, we come on to your golf. terrible, horrendous um, golf at the moment. This week on the Hit Golf Channel, you will see the new review of the Titleist T100 irons and the Titleist T150 irons. Yes, exciting golf clubs. Yeah, it was. It was really. I mean. The, First off, honestly, genuinely, for everyone listening, watching, the support we have had on Hit Channel has been incredible. We are closing in on 190,000 subscribers. In fact, I think we'll hit 190,000 by the end of today. Uh, So if you've not subscribed yet, get in before the 200,000. Because once that happens... Well, then that's it. <laughs> the time for the close. <laughs> You're not in the first 200,000, but honestly, the response, the comments, we're mm. getting into our flow with the reviews. It's it's, um, it's it's kind of a different space. Like obviously I've reviewed products for 10 years plus from Trafford to all the other locations that I've done it in, but it feels a bit different in that room at the moment in a good way where it feels like we can kind of take our time. Mm. We're not needing to rush too much. Um, and we are endeavouring to try and get at least two, if not three, reviews out every single week. So if you like your golf equipment, but also it's not just going to be exclusively golf equipment. It's not just going to be drivers, irons, hybrids, rescue, (laughs) hybrids and rescues, (laughs) uh, fairway woods, wedges, balls, putters. I also fancy some like training aids. Okay. A few little kind of gadgets and gizmos that are either super popular. Yeah. You know, people like, it surely can't be that good. Well, we're going to debunk any myths around products that looks too good to be true. But just to clarify, it definitely still golf equipment. I thought you were going to start saying we're going to start doing footy boots. <laughs> Rick's taking penalties against the screen. I mean, I must admit at the moment, I might be switching sports. You I'm at foot golf. Definitely shoot better than your real score. You think? No. At foot golf with a massive hole. You can't kick it anywhere near as far. Yeah, but you... It's straight. <laughs> <laughs> the um and yeah, yeah. maybe badminton racket reviews yeah. in there. But yeah, it's it's we did our first put review in there last week. The, the new TaylorMade Reserve uh, TP Reserve. Um, so we, utilizing. Oh, Someone did tell me though. I saw I saw a comment. So I don't know how gospel this is. This is a comment on a YouTube video. So obviously a huge pinch of salt is always needing to be taken here. Not that we don't love and respect every single one of you listens, watches and, and leaves comments. But someone was telling me that the naming, like the BR3, whatever, blah, 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 to, is all military airplanes. Right. Mm, I don't know. So anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, but we, you're right. We found our uh, the channel now because I was chatting this one to Alex, who was the channel manager before you got here when you were out filming. And um, we kind of said that we've just said that the hit channel is going to be still your style, your thoughts, your, um, you know, your, how you review product. But a little, I don't want to use the word serious because that can sometimes feel like boring, but a bit more like longer form yeah. and a bit more stuck into it. Whereas we are still going to 
dabble with clubs on the main channel, but they're more like gizmos or things you found on Amazon or maybe like Costco clubs are a bit more like just entertaining really. Yeah. So for those of you that do collect a nerd out on golf equipment, I'm one of those people. The Hit Channel is the place to be. So going back to the irons that I reviewed this week, again, the review will be out end of this week, yes. the T100s and T150s. And there is also a T200 and a T350. These are all the new Titleist lineup. Um, you and me have both had the T100s in the bag for a long time. Yes. You have made a dramatic switch to the 150s. Uh, yes. After hitting them yesterday, I don't want to copy you. So as much as I like them a lot, I feel like I don't want to copy you. That's fair enough. So I'm probably going to use something else that's random that's maybe not as good. Just so I don't copy it. Correct. Well, yeah, without giving, I mean, we won't give your review away yet. I mean, we won't give the differences away in the irons because that's all to come in the review. But I have gone with them this year. I've gone 150 in the longer irons, 100 in the rest. And I must admit, I do like them. However, Titleist also have the T350s, which mm. Titleist are claiming to be their biggest, best ever game improvement iron ever. Yeah, well, that's a, when you think of Titleist, and you think of it as a brand, it's a serious brand. It's no nonsense. It's got a lot of respect. It, keep, it seems to be the brand that in reality, if you're a PJ Tour Pro and you're not sponsored, you end up using a lot of probably yeah. one for sure. The drivers yeah. last couple of years have actually came back. They, they had a couple of off years. They've come back strong. But it's not a brand you'd always think that if, if you had a friend who's off 28, who's just started golf, you wouldn't say, get tightest diamonds no. normally. Would you go in ping, maybe G series or whatever it might be? Those new irons though, I've not hit them yet, but they look forgiving. I mean, it might be the way I go. Mm. Maybe that's how I don't copy with the T one fifties. I actually go for the T three fifties. Yes, because I need it. Yeah, you really are <laughs> upset at the moment, aren't you? I'm, yeah, I'm not happy. We'll Any be, other news before we get yeah, into that? Before, so um, the other news I would say was I am actually really enjoying watching golf at the minute. Wow! And I watched some of the seniors open, and I was cheering for Patrick Harrington. He got into a playoff and kind of lost it to Alex Checker. Um, but it was really good. The course looked insane and it looked where so was it difficult. At again? It was at the one in Wales. Um, oh, I'll have to Google it now. The name's literally gone out of my head. And you, when you asked me where it was at. Port Crawl. Port Crawl. Port Crawl. And it was it? unbelievably windy, um, but it looked, Rob's right on the coast, looked insane. And he was doing so well, Harrington, and he just lost on the last hole. It was it was the second playoff hole, I think it was. But he is, what I love about some, some of these guys like Harrington I think he's like 50 odd years old or whatever he is, because obviously it's 50 to play in the seniors. How he's actually playing on the PGA Tour, playing the Open or whatever, and actually still competing. Yeah. I mean, there's rumours he wouldn't be the wildest pick in the world to be in the Ryder Cup team. Well, no. You know what I've kind of dived into? I got into a wormhole the other day of watching old archive footage from the final round of Masters. Yes. And I probably watched, listen, I didn't watch all, they were five hours long each one, but... I was looking at like the leaderboard from, from anywhere from 1997 mm -hmm. all the way pretty much to about maybe 2005, 2006, and maybe just a little bit later than that. The amount of names that are at the top of the leaderboard consistently, Podrig was absolutely one of them. Year in, year out, yep. he's knocking at the door at the Masters. Vijay Singh, again, he played in the Seniors Open, didn't he, at Porth Crawl? Yeah. He's he was always knocking at the Masters. Surprised that neither of those two won. Um, Ernie Els was always up there. Um, who else was always up there? Um, oh, let me think now. There was there was like uh, Phil Mickelson. Obviously, he did win the Masters a number of times. Um, Lee Westwood was always up there. It's mad. Like you saw, obviously that course must have suited these guys, but none of them could. Not all of them crossed the line of actually winning it. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of been my intake of watching golf at the moment. Well, if you're, this is, leads me very nicely on to, if you can appreciate those golfers you've just said, and I think you'd be insane not to, if you've played golf since kind of the early 2000s, a lot of those names will ring a bell to you. This week, Thursday through to, is it Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. It is um, the JCB Championship, yeah. obviously JCB. You're going to be there Wednesday, maybe a little bit of Thursday. Yeah, I'm there to play in the Pro-Am tomorrow and I'm going to spectate for a period of time on Thursday. Well, listen to some of these names that are in attendance. Darren Clark, Alex play- Checker. Well, I'm playing with Darren playing in the Pro-Am. Clark. Alex Checker just won the, the Seniors Open. Big John Daly, friend of yours. Well, we'll see how that goes <laughs> down after a few scoops. <laughs> Retief Goosen, legend. Yeah. That, was a, that was another name that was always up at the Masters, Retief Goosen. Ernie Els, VJ Singh, Colin Montgomery and many, many more. But what I like about this event is these guys have got huge pull. They're amazing golfers. We know that. But to actually go and watch the golf is not crazy. In fact, I think it does finish Saturday. Oh, does it? Is it just three days? It's three days. But the actual um, price of it is not silly. So if you're an adult going Thursday, it's 20 quid. Um, 13 to 17 years old is a fiver. If you're under 12, it's free. And then it's the same prices for Friday and it's the same prices for Saturday. So if you, you know, if you're going with a, a couple of kids or whatever, and amazing golf course, some absolute legends, many, many major winners. I want to shout that out today. I thought it's something that if you want to go and watch some good golf at a great course and not cost a fortune, go to the JCB Championship. Yeah, I think, like I say, I'll be there. Hopefully, uh, well, definitely tomorrow. We, we're not going to film it. Um, it's the, the format's not a particularly filmable format. Um, but I'm going to enjoy my time down there as I always do. Playing with Darren Clark will be a real treat. Uh, and then catching up with some of these legends for a few, hopefully a few beers and a few mm. red wines on the Wednesday night. I suppose they've they've got to go and play in the JCB Championship, which is something I'm not doing. I'm just spectating. But yeah, it should be a good fun event. So like I say, if you, you know, JCB have been great to us on the channel, allowing us to use the golf course as much as they have done. Mm. So if you are in the area and you want to watch quality golf, like Guy said, some of these absolute legends of the game, definitely get yourself down yeah, there. Awesome. And you can buy tickets on the door, can't you as yes. well? Yes. Um, before we come on to some of the Facebook questions and then come on to obviously what this podcast My is My horrendous golf. One thing I wanted to shout out- That Darren Clark's going to have to put with tomorrow. Yeah, I wonder what he'll do. I think he might walk off. I mean, imagine if he took his glove off and slapped you with it. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe that's what I need. I think you do, like a wet fish or a glove. Maybe I need like a, a, a look from Darren Clark to look and go, what, what are you doing what with your life? Shake if he just shook you. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Come on, Rick. What about if he was on the range watching hit it and said, I'm not playing with him? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm hoping he does to some degree. Range. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. See, shotgun start at 12. Uh, the program, by the way, is not open to the public, I'm afraid. But you're like, afraid. Thankfully, you're actually afraid of I'm, I'm, I would be afraid if it was open to public because <laughs> there might have been some casualties. Yes. Um, and this, this I, I, like I said, we'll go into this in very deep detail in a minute because I do definitely need a couch and a, and a, and a lie down and discuss my. Well, I'm well, uh, Rick. <laughs> my. Uh, my demons at the moment yeah. but um, what I'm hoping he does at 11 o'clock just before we tee off he shouts over to me Rick hey Rick I'm not going to do an Irish accent I believe no. we're playing today yeah yeah you want a Guinness yeah, yeah. Do. I do go on then and we have a, we go to the bar mm-hmm. okay just me and Darren a little private just at the bar yeah he says they're on me here Rick they're on me mm-hmm. okay owl claret joke <laughs> he pulls out of the back pocket yeah Okay, so we net that, yeah. neck it, and he goes, another one, quick one. Go on then, go on then, Daz. 
Yeah. I call you Daz. Next thing is Dazzler. I'd rather you not. I'd rather you call me Darren. <laughs> Dazzler. <laughs> we have another one. Yeah. And then we take one then to the drive. We're sort of th- three deep before we've even hit a practice At ball. At what time, how many drinks you declare to him that he's really sound as your best mate? <laughs> Five. Before we get to the first team. Next thing you've employed him. <laughs> Look, I'm employed Darren Clark. <laughs> we need some good talent on the channel. He's sound as I'm just Come and work for us, Darren. Um, I'm sure he's got better things to do. Yes. But, um, I'll survive. See you later, Rick. <laughs> 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 anyway, we'll, we'll come on to your golf in a minute. But what I did want to shout out, um, I've been a lazy mess recently. I've yeah. not done any exercise. Yeah. You need to kick up the arse as well. We both <laughs> do. do. The lads do. in the office do. Some of them don't. Matt behind the camera's shredded. But anyway, we are doing a challenge. It needs to do the opposite. It needs to do less. Yes. Uh, we put it in the Facebook group yesterday. We've had a lot of responses. And basically, a bit of an incentive to get our arse in gear and do some exercise. So during the month of August, which started yesterday when you're listening today, and I'm saying this, I'm going to try my best to run a hundred kilometers in the month of August. Done. Um, which is obviously 10, 10Ks or 25Ks or a mixture. If you are a serious hardcore runner, that's nothing. Yeah. So we'll do that in a week. But for me, that's a decent effort. So what I've kind of done to give everyone a chance at doing this is giving it par, birdie, eagle. Okay. So par is run 50 kilometers. Okay. And birdie is run 75. An eagle is run a hundred kilometers and a sicko is 125 plus. How did you go from golf terms to sicko? I just thought it was quite cool. If I put like albatross, it's like, all right, someone likes golf. Holding so one. Holding one. Yeah, it could be. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but either you can, way, you're a sicko. And you can run, you can walk, you can mix it, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But I think it's a good incentive for everyone to go out. It gives me an incentive to make sure I do it and not just leave it. <laughs> and you as well. Well, we did, was it last year? We did it we in did the it month in of May. May. We did it in May last 100K year. 100K in May. Yeah, and it was good. It just gives it a little bit of a kick up the bum to do it. I, so I definitely need that at the moment. If you want to take part, feel free and then share any of your progress. Even if one person gets off the couch today and goes, you know what, I'll do a bit of a run or a walk. Why not? So before we get on to your, again, golf, we've got <laughs> a few questions golf. from Facebook, from our delightful uh, Facebook um, group members. Andrew Roden, and it's got a lot of uh, traction, 14 likes, this single post. Question, sorry. Would you do a 10-shot challenge as an LG, uh, LPGA Pro? Yeah. There you go. Definitely. Would be your... Nelly Corder. That'd be great. I think Nelly Corder would be awesome. Um, yeah, I've got a video with Charlie Hull coming out very soon. Charlie Hull is coming out next week. We do a scramble, me and Charlie Hull, around Walton Heath, which is the home of this year's AIG Women's Open. Yeah. That video is going to be going out next, we- next week. I, I don't want to... Well, I do want to big it up as much as I possibly can. She was phenomenal. I wasn't on this shoot and you came back genuinely and said to me, she was insane. She was insane at golf. Mm. And to back it up, the very next week after we filmed with her, she went to the US Open, Ladies US Open, and was second at Pebble Beach, nearly could have won it really. Um, Her her golf was ridiculous. And she's got this kind of temperament that I possibly need to blend into my golf. Like, she just doesn't care. Mm. Like, she just doesn't care. She plays so aggressively and doesn't overthink it. And just a putting was outrageous. Honestly, one of the most impressive displays of golf I've, I've ever seen live. Right. I'm so the video. I'm sure that's going to uh, feed through the video as well, which is exciting. Josh Phil, Josh Philpot has said, what has happened to the YouTube masters? Great question. The YouTube masters is still being brewed up into the back office. Now, it's more complicated than I expected. Mm-hmm. There is talks now of it potentially, and I don't want to give too much away, it being a collaborative event. Mm-hmm. And it might 
I, I want it to be in the year of 2023. It might leak into the 20 in the in early 2024. Ideally, we're trying to get it over the line this year. We want the complications are we want to live stream it obviously on YouTube so everybody can watch everybody who watches and enjoys YouTube golf can watch it live on YouTube. But guess what? That ain't easy. No. And it's really, 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 really expensive. So we're just trying to figure out a way of being able to do it. It is still in the in the fourth. Um what's the right? It's at the front of my brain. Um, and like I say, when we can announce more information, but like I say, collaborative event potentially live streamed on YouTube end of this year, if not early, early next year. But once we've got the formula, we will do it every single year for the foreseeable future. I think one thing that we do, which we know we do, we did it with the hit channel, we did it with YouTube masters is we talk about things probably too early. And I think we, we two options. We either stop doing that because people sometimes get a bit let down or a bit impatient or a bit like what's happening with this. Cause you mentioned it ages ago. But at the same time, I think we like having this kind of insight to the people that watch and listen to the podcast and tell them more than you would say on like the main channel well, necessarily. Well, I've not really, we've never discussed it anywhere bar here. Yeah, exactly. We've only ever spoke about it on the podcast. And, and, that's, and that's, that's the reason why, one of the main reasons four years ago, we set up the podcast to allow to give the hardcore fan base, the people who watch and, and enjoy the YouTube videos, that little bit of insight to what's coming up next. And also on that, like we announced on here a couple of weeks ago, we'd look to do a podcast for the 200th episode. I think if we hadn't put that out there and said it, we might have gone, oh, I'm not sure. It's bit, We're busy. Let's maybe do it another time. But now we've said that, we're like, no, we need to follow this through. Okay, it might be a couple of weeks after we planned it to be, but it's going to happen. And I think for everybody listening, watching, et cetera, to give you some faith, as you mentioned, we talked about the review channel very early. Mm-hmm. But as you've seen from the final product, we also endeavor and we make it our absolute priority to make it the best possible product we can possibly ever produce and we won't release anything or or make anything that's less than that and that's the same with the youtube masters we could do and it's it's going to have a slightly different name to youtube masters but bear with us we could do it tomorrow mm-hmm. we could do it tomorrow but it wouldn't be live streamed on youtube it wouldn't be the big event that i'd want it to be it wouldn't have the same amount of ticket sales we want we want live audiences there it wouldn't have the same amount of creators we want there so all of those things, you know, do take time and, and to make the best possible product as, again, strapline of Guinness, good things come to those who wait. Correct. Um, <laughs> I have to remember them, what that was. <laughs> that famous strapline. <laughs> uh, ben Pellegrini has said, uh, did you guys send out an email for a survey? We did. Mm. So if you were part of our database, which is either you filled out a survey in the past um, or you've you've been a part of um, an email chain collection that we've done in the past, and we have done them over the last few years. Uh, this week, we sent out an email, and there's a bit of confusion. You know, there's quite a lot of quite a, the team is expanding constantly at the moment. We've just taken on another member of staff today, which is really exciting to grow another arm of the business. Um, but the email came from someone who works at the business, Neil, and it was a survey around fan experiences. Um, it got sent out to a small, very, very select amount of um, people on the database. So if you actually received one, you're actually part of a very small, selected, random, randomly selected group uh, to try and get a bit of a gauge of fan experiences that we may be looking to bring out into the future, whether mm-hmm. that's um, events, merchandise, uh, whether it was being rewarded, a loyalty reward scheme, whether you watch from watching YouTube videos or listening to podcasts, etc. So it was, it was just a, a nice, simple 
survey with a chance of winning an even roll putter of your choice for someone who picks at random. Everybody who did fill it out and we got an incredible response from the survey. So thank you, everybody. Again, you always surprise us with the amount of uh, feedback you're willing to share and insight you're willing to give us, which again, makes us as a business and a, and a growing um, media buddy empire. <laughs> um, it makes it makes things much, much simpler for us. So we know that the things that we want to produce in the future are things that you actually want to receive as well. Yes. So it wasn't a scam. It was legit. So if you got an email from neil at rickshields.com, fill out a survey, you'll have a chance of winning an even roll putter of your choice. Good. Golf. Yeah. So we have um, recently, our most recent Break 75 was at the amazing North Berwick. I think Incredible. It literally is genuinely one of the best golf courses, if not the best golf course I've ever played. It's one that I'd genuinely be so excited to go and play it tomorrow. I think it's got so much, offers so much. It would be different every single day you play it. It would. We played it recently, obviously for the video, on a very windy day. And it didn't go massively to plan for either of us, really. There was some good and there was some bad and there was some woeful. And it's been a bit of a trend, certainly for the pair of us, but this is obviously focused on you, Rick, that your golf hasn't been where you want it to be. And there's been a bit of a decline. There's been a few comments about it. You're not feeling good about it. Let's get it out in the open. Well, I'm glad you brought it out. So we are now bringing out a new series called Break 90. Correct. Starring so, Rick Shields. So yeah, that's what we're going to do, basically. Yep. We're not, I'm not going to do any practice. Yep. I'm not going to work on my game at all. We're just going to rebrand the series. And I think sometimes you, problem might, you solved. might do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't count on it at the moment. Um, it's been a weird, weird, weird year. And I'm, I'm, I'm including the full year mm. and maybe even into end of last year, um, the game's not been where it needs to be. It really hasn't. There's been um, kind of just very inconsistencies. I, I genuinely, and it sounds ridiculous here, I almost can't even remember. I played golf this morning, and I'm not exaggerating this guy. I didn't hit a single good golf shot today. Nice. The video will be coming out soon. <laughs> but as in, like, I managed to scramble it and make it somewhat work. But I, I'm not finding the middle of the club face mm-hmm. as much as I should be doing. I'm not hitting the shot that I'm picturing in my mind. What worries me the most in all of this, and I say worry because there is also a solution to this. I'll come on to it in a moment. There's obviously been demons in my golf game in the past. Short game being one of them, chipping, mm-hmm. pitching, etc. Weirdly, that is nowhere near the worst part of my game right now. Like, that's actually okay. Not brilliant, but okay. My driving Mm. has been... Guy, it's been horrendous. It's been horrendous. I feel like I'm having the... I feel like I'm getting the driver yips. (laughs) I've been there myself and it's pleasant. Um, But I've never had that. Out of all the golf clubs in my bag, out of all... You know, I'm I'm not saying I'm the driver in the whole of the world um because i'm i'm second obviously but <laughs> but i feel like at the moment my driving is like i'm stood over there and i'm like don't know what's gonna happen i feel like lefts are in there these really weak horrible high rights like just have no distance no power um so they're, they're kind of a concern for me at the moment my iron striking is is poor uh, my pitching is slightly better than it would, would be normally. My chipping, weirdly, I'm forcing myself to hit 
wedge shots around the green much more to a, to a okay level. Again, nothing outstanding just yet. Weirdly, my putting mm. has been somewhat of a saving grace because the break 75 at Royal Liverpool, the way I hit the golf ball off the tee and up to the green, if my putting was off that day, my score could have been 10 shots worse. Mm. It, it could have been. Like my putting saved me so, so much at somewhere like Royal Liverpool. Like, so kind of, and I feel like it stemmed, I, I couldn't put an exact point on it, but it, it's been too long. It's been months and months and months. Like I said, this this year, I can't really think of a round of golf that I've played that I've gone, wow, that was, that I played that really well there. Um, you know, but just before you go on to a bit more about your game and what's gone wrong and when you think it started and how you hope to to fix it. One thing I wanted to clarify, because I sometimes get annoyed about this in the comments, and I know the comments on YouTube, you can't take it like you said before, it was gospel, and it's a small percentage of people. But first things first, Break 75 is a series that really is designed to be fun. It's designed to be you going to nice golf courses at different places all over the world. Um, certainly that's the plan as well, moving forward more across the globe. And taking people on a journey with you, that either golf course they might aspire to go and play one day, maybe it's a golf course they're never going to play, and they want to see you playing it and see how you get on. It could be any reason. And the whole concept behind it was originally that you turned pro off a three or four handicap, I think, with the absolute objective of being a golf coach, not being a player, although you would have loved to be a player, but you knew early on you weren't good enough as most people do now in the world of golf. When you're seeing the guys on tour, the scores they're shooting, if you're off a four or five handicap, you're a good golfer, but you're not going to make it as a living unless you are obviously Ian Poulter, who's that one outlier. So you then turn pro lost your handicap. And I think that's sometimes what people forget that when you turn pro and you basically lose your handicap, in a sense, that's a scratch handicap. You get zero shots, but it's actually different to a scratch golfer, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the point of, I know you've had spells in your kind of, since doing YouTube in particular, we've really grinded and done quest for the open and probably have played more so that ability of a zero handicapper, but you're kind of natural what you would, it's maybe three or four over. And that is why the series is called Break 75, because a good round of golf for you, a solid round of golf is Break 75. Yeah. Anything low 70s is good. And I think that's why, and I understand it a little bit, I think that's why people think that Break 75 series should be that most times you're breaking 75. And the way to explain that to people is, imagine if your handicap is 10, let's just say. Because obviously sometimes you go out and shoot an 82 and play to 10. We don't play to our handicaps hardly ever really in the grand scheme of things. And every now and again, you might have a great round where you shoot five over off 10, brilliant. So I just want to put that as a caveat that that doesn't dispute, that doesn't go away from the fact you've not been playing well, but just that people have a realistic expectation that when they're watching your videos, you might shoot 78 and have not played that bad. Yeah. It's only a couple under what would be your handicap. Yeah, but I understand, you know, where people are coming from. Because I think, again, the tagline of being a professional golfer yeah. or a PJ pro, or it comes with this kind of stigma that, oh yeah, you must be shooting under par all the time, but, which again is, is a slight misconception. But on that though, I would say there's two different things as a professional golfer and as a golf professional. Yeah. yeah. And I think natural, well, it's funny actually now, cause you actually earn a living for playing golf, I suppose. So, but typically if you're working in coaching or a pro shop, whatever, you're a golf professional, you're a professional in the golf industry, like it could be a business professional, whatever it might be. But a golf, a professional golfer is literally just that. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. So, I mean, but but I know, like, I know I am good enough to, for most golf courses that I play, and there's, there's don't get me wrong, there's really, really tough conditions we played in somewhere like North Berry. That mm -hmm. was really bloody hard. Yeah. But I know, there's not many golf courses that I play that I, I know in my, in my heart, I, I can't break 75. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Like, there's no golf course I go on. There's nowhere I can break 75 round here today because yeah. I, I know I can. I've got enough track record, enough history of playing golf for God. What, how long have I been playing golf for now? 20, 25, 26 years I've been playing golf for now. I know I can hit great drives, great iron shots, wedges, putters, chipping, but I know I can do it all. At the moment where I'm getting unstuck with a lot of this, and it's totally my fault, it's self-inflicted, is I'm quite simply not etching out enough time in my diary through a week to practice. Mm. I don't hit golf balls. I'm Rick Shields and I don't hit golf balls. <laughs> I just don't. And, and, uh, and it's easy for me to say, Oh, just, you know, hit got more golf balls. It's just, I mean, you've seen what it's like working, like in the last six months, we're trying to make changes. We're trying to grow as a business. And like, it's become much more challenging to find time in a, in a working week. But that's also no exception. I need to find those times. A bit like I need to find time to work out more. Like I think when you feel better, you play better as well. Yeah. Like when you, you know, last year after I did the the walk across Scotland and I went, I was in, I was in not the best shape I've ever been in, but I'd lost a lot of weight. I was feeling better. You know, when you have that kind of bit of a you're a bit more comfortable, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like at the moment. This is more of a heart to heart now, but I'm just doing it out to the public. Like I'm not feeling the best in myself. I'm not, I've put on more weight this year. Um, you know, I'm not having time to practice as much as I would do. And I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. It's totally my fault. It's just, I'm trying to juggle business, life, family time, other commitments I'm needing to do, wanting to enjoy myself. And, and I don't put at the moment, I'm not putting enough, um, emphasis or importance on the practice. I get that and I would agree with that definitely. But then the question I've got for you is, if you, if, say if you were still you and you weren't doing YouTube and you were a kind of local playing pro doing the odd tournament in the, in the pro shop a few hours and coaching, etc. If you rocked up to those tournaments and you paid 50 quid, 100 quid entry fee, whatever, and you come in last, 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 and you knew the reason why was you weren't practicing, you'd be a fool not to go and practice and work on that to start coming third, first, whatever it might be. 
But although you don't obviously want to go out and play bad golf, I don't think anybody does, you'd be insane if that was the case. You know that if you go film a video, i.e. North Berwick, it's got nearly 600,000 views and you've not played very well. So actually, where does that incentive come from to practice? I think it's more, it's, it's, I don't want to be known as, as a YouTuber who's just like, can't break 80, Mm. really. But I don't want to be known as some golf YouTuber who, oh yeah, he used to be able to play pretty good, now he doesn't. Because I'm like, yeah, but I can play good. I'm just not, I'm not giving enough time or emphasis Mm. really. Um, But also, when we really look into this and really dive into this, like I think a lot of people in from the outside look at what I do as a as a job and probably think I play golf every single day, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand why people would think that because that what they're seeing through the YouTube etc. is the majority of the time I am playing golf. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But as the reality knows, as we know, we will bulk film. Yeah. We'll go away for a week. I mean, that North Berwick video. When was that actually filmed? It was a long time so ago, wasn't that it? was filmed. That was filmed at the start of June, about the 7th of it. You know, about the 9th of June. So it's gone out six weeks later. Yeah. So like that North Berwick video that went, that was filmed, that released last Friday, we filmed that six weeks ago. And it's like, we bulked record that. And then what I'll do then, once we bulk record, I've then got other commitments. I've got, you know, like I say, a business to run, a team to run, et cetera, et cetera. I might not play golf for the next week because mm. we've got content in the bank. Because you know this, I'm, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it to you, but no, obviously no. you know this. Um, but that's still not an excuse. That's not an exception. Like I, I want to be able to hit the golf ball better. I think the other thing as well, again, just as being open as I possibly can. At the moment, I'm not attached to any golf club, mm. so I'm not I'm not a member of any golf club or whatever it may be. Um, you know, to go and actually hit golf balls and practice again, I can make that commitment and do it. The hit studio has only just been finished. I'm not as if I'm spending hours in there at the moment. No. Like, you know, I think now as that hit studio is, is being more used, I'm, I'm, I'm personally excited about hitting more golf balls. Mm-hmm. Like we filmed in there yesterday and we hit, I probably hit 50, 60, 70 shots with different clubs that was a practice session for me to some degree, mm-hmm. like and stuff that I'm not getting chance to do really. Um, but yeah, and then it's just mindset. It's having, you know, I, I knew almost today, like I say, I, I filmed a video this morning. Deep down, I knew I was going to play bad today. So I'm like, in my head, I'm already playing bad. Like, so yeah, it's a, it, I need to, for me, I need to reset a couple of things. I need to feel more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, I feel I'm not particularly looking after myself. I'm a bit more low on energy than I would, would do normally. And if you're low on energy, that's not going to help you practice and go no. and hit balls, etc. I've got really nothing to work on in my golf. You know, I'd, I've always had kind of a coach along, you know, working alongside. And I know, again, on YouTube, you would have seen me have a lesson this year off Claude Harmon. Uh, the third, you'd have seen me have a, a putting lesson off Brad Faxon. You'd have seen me having a short game lesson off Dan Grieve. They're like one hour windows where we filmed it as well. And it's like, it's an entertainment piece as well as a advice from one of these and experts. And that's the point as well, even though it was obviously a lesson, it wasn't really a lesson, it was a video. It's it? an entertainment piece yeah. of content. So even within that, you're thinking about, is it, you're constantly thinking, is this a good video? Is this the right camera angles? Is this going to be good? Like people are going to enjoy this rather than actually just zoning out and listening to the coach. Exactly. 
But I think, yeah, I, I can see kind of several sides to this. I think you knowing how you are and, and, and knowing how I feel when I play on camera, you don't want to play badly no. and hit bad shots because, again, you'd be mad to want to hit bad shots. But I also think as well that that is a lot of the reason why people do watch because if you want to obviously watch the best golf by the best players at the best golf courses, watch the PJ Tour every week. Yeah, of course. And, and even then, I mean, if you look at the guys who might win one week and then miss the cut the next week, sounds obvious, but golf is hard. And to play consistently, it's, it's, it's almost impossible, really, unless you're Scotty Scheffler, it's impossible. <laughs> um, so I do think there's that side of things. And I do think what's frustrating and what probably does get you down, I'm sure, is, is when you get a lot of the, the comments that can be negative because that's because most people just enjoy the video. They watch it. They might hit the like button. They might not. They watch it and that's it. The people that get a, a thrill out of leaving a negative comment typically are a bit weird. Um, but that must hurt when you see people commenting stuff. Or yeah. are, you, are you just not even are you numb to that now after so many years? Um, to some degree, yes. I'm definitely numb to troll comments and, and nasty comments. And, you know, I mean, there's some, if you, when you really look into the comments, and I know you've seen it, but again, I'm sharing this with the audience. When you actually look at, if you read it, people get really nasty, yeah. like unnecessarily nasty. And it's like, God, like what the hell is going on in your life? If you want to leave us comment of nasty as that, I mean, some of them are, are really, really vile, which and I'll delete them or I'll block the, the, the user, etc. Um, I, I think it's possibly this kind of, the one that kind of hurts me at the moment. And, and it's, it, I'm sure it's done in the best manner is let's say they've been a fan for the of the channel for an awful long time and it's like oh hi rick and they'll even say i've been a fan of the channel for ages um i just want i just wanted to leave a comment i don't normally comment but you've definitely put a lot of weight on and your swing looks like it's really gone out of whack and i'm like all right great (laughs) it's like it's like it's like a comment you know like sometimes when you get like a, a a uh, an old, uh, an uncle. Yeah. It will kind of say, but hell, Rick, you're looking a bit porky. Yeah. And you think, all right, thanks. It, it's but like, do you, do you it's, it's meant to, it's meant to be done with the best yeah. gesture. And I, I would understand because I get nowhere near the level of comments obviously you get, but when I'm obviously on the podcast or Break 75s, I get some lovely ones, some horrendous ones. And the ones that probably hurt me the most is the ones like you've just said then where you might in your head think, I don't know why I've said that, but there's an element of truth in it. Like if yeah. I think if somebody comments going something, like you said, absolutely just out and out, ridiculously stupid and negative and just sad, I actually genuinely, and I'm sure you're the same, don't even take them into account. No, because it's so fake. Yeah, it's almost not if real. You're like, if you're saying that on the YouTube video, you're obviously a gimp. Like that's just the truth. But it's like you said, when it's kind of a little bit of, a bit of um, truth in it or something that you, you feel a little bit un, like not comfortable about yeah. or, or, or conscious of. Well, it's, it's probably what I'm conscious of. I know that I'm not particularly in the best shape I've been in for, for, you know, for a while. I know my golf swing isn't as good as it could be or should be or my golf game's not as good as it should be or could be right now. And and I think when someone maybe, and it's not just somebody, it's some often it's hundreds and hundreds of people almost, almost verbalise that as well. It, it kind of cuts a bit deeper. Mm. And I'm like, I'm sure it's done in the nicest jest. And it's, it's often like, but yeah, Rick, you're looking a bit tubby. It's like, oh, thanks. It's like, it, it is, it is a comment that a, a, a family member might say, which isn't right, but it's like, I'm sure it's not meant to be done in a way that's hurtful, but it's just, it, it is sometimes, isn't it? But yeah, I think where like, for my reset and this, what you talked about earlier on in this, in this episode about 
going, you know, getting into running again. I've, I've loved running. And mm-hmm. this year, I don't really know how I've managed to do the London Marathon. I managed to do the cycle from, I mean, there are other things like when you actually look at what I've been doing this year, like the cycle from St. Andrews to Royal Liverpool, the week at the Open hosting, you know, guests at MasterCard, uh, um, uh, yeah, guests at MasterCard, um, other things that we've been doing in the in the background to kind of continue to grow the business. It's like when you actually look and you go, and it's, I'm not saying there's no time in the world to practice knit balls, but it's a bit of a busman's holiday as well. Like sometimes when I'm at, at the weekend, I'm not, I'm never going to go and hit balls at the weekend because I want to go and spend time with my family. I've not seen them maybe all week. So for me to try and etch that time out, I've got to do it super early in the morning, which can be done. I can get in the gym early and hit balls early in the morning. That's fine. Or, or after work or whatever it may be. Um, but like I say, I need an incentive. I need something to work on. Because it was funny the other day, I put that Instagram com- uh, put that Instagram story on. I had had a few sherbets, to be fair. Breaking Sorry, the desk. Just kicked something over. Um, I had had a few sherbets. So I was like, and I was I was reading the comments in North Berwick and I'm like, I am crap at golf at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I am really crap at golf at the moment. At that so, moment, he realised. <laughs> so I left, I left a comment and it was funny reading the comments because you either get one of like, yes, you are, Rick, you are crap or, oh, don't worry, Ricky, you can do it. Like, there's always a split of it. But even at that time, like, I was like, right, that's it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Ne- this time next year, it's going to be bloody break 70. Like I'm not, I'm never going to not break 75. And like, it's, it's all at, at the times and the situations. It's like, right, this is what I'm going to do. This is my strategy. And I, and I know what I need to do as my strategy. I know what I need to do as practice. But like, this is what I keep going back to. Oh, sorry, I, but this is why though, and I get it. And I do think you should try and improve because I know you want to play a better golf, but then it brings me back to this point of, does it actually matter? Because if I'm looking at the Poulter video now, did he beat you by a shot? And obviously yeah. he had 10. So he lost to him by 11 shots. And what did he actually shoot gross? He, he shot level, I shot. So you shot, he, shot he might have shot one under, I shot 10, 10 over. over. Right. So you shot 10 over par. That's not good for you, is it? No. That video's had 1.7 million views and has been watched for 855,000 hours, right? Would you have rather beat him, but that video of half the views? I'd rather it had the same views and me shoot four over. Correct. And then but shoot, you, but, I don't mind losing. No, I get that. But what I'm trying to get to is your focus and my folks and the team's focus really isn't about you playing good golf. That our videos yeah, as good as it can be. And that's where your head is 95% at yeah. and only 5% at practicing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's hard to balance, isn't it? Do I deem that video as a success? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that video is a huge success. And, and you know, the, the comments, the, the, to some degree, I wanted to give, I wanted to, that sounds a bit stupid, but I was excited to allow the opportunity for Poulter to be Poulter again. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like his reputation somewhat has had a level of tarnish. I'm sure he'll say that and that's quite public information. So to give him that choice and that platform to come on and his own will, I just sent him a message. He said, I'd love to come on. And just to go, I mean, he's one of my, childhood heroes like I grew up what like pretending to be Poulter with my with my street hair and my visor sometimes and my tartan pants and all this jazz that he used to do so for me as as the as the 12 year old Rick Shields who used to grow up watching someone like Poulter you know that was a that's like a dream video for me what then I probably get more for and and to think 
again, if I told 12 year old Rick Shields that in however many years he's going to be doing a Pult- a video with Poulter, he's going to be getting 1.7 million views. Poulter's going to become a personal friend of, of yours, which he now is obviously, because uh, <laughs> I can call him Pults. Um, You know, all of those things, you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. What I probably would have envisioned differently at 14 is that I would have either been playing him off scratch, and I know that's, that would have got beat by a long, long way, <laughs> or just at least been playing better. What's weird with that Pulter video, though, and, I, and I, again, I think this is something that maybe the audience don't always kind of cotton on to. It's very, 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 very daunting teeing off with some of these superstars. I think you're, you're right, but I think most people probably can almost in the back of their minds understand that because let's be honest, when you tee off, on a Saturday comp and there's three guys in the, you know, behind you watching or somebody lets you through with a four ball and everyone gets a bit shaky. People might not admit it in the comments if they want to be silly. I'm sure most people can understand that teeing up with Ian Poulter, Ryder Cup legend, multiple winner on both tours, is scary. Like, I'm stood there and, and like, I don't think I've ever been as nervous in my life stepping up there with, with Ricky Fowler at Medalist or Westwood at Close House or Adam Scott at King's Barnes. I was actually quite chill with Tommy at JCB, but Tommy's a bit more kind of chilled in that manner daunting question then for you and this would have taken the channel in a totally different way but if you were still kind of a four handicap golfer and never actually been a pro but making the same videos you are now would you feel less pressure yeah. on your shoulders yeah i would because i think the term pro 100 percent puts more pressure on me 100 yeah and i see people he calls himself a pro well yeah because i am technically yeah. i am legitimately a pga golf professional that is what i am that's that's what i studied for that's what I, why i was an assistant pro for so long that's why i did i mean I, I know i don't coach anymore but when i was still coaching nobody in the country was coaching more than me no and i know that for a fact nobody in the country was coaching i was coaching 60 hours a week yeah. like there's no like and, and for months years and years and years and years until like say youtube started to kind of snowball a bit more but it's like i'm comfortable calling myself i'd probably rather call myself a pj golf coach yeah rather than pj golf professional and i think I, I, the pj themselves tried to change that word in a little bit but it kind of then because you can have you could be a PGA golf manager mm-hmm. or you could be a PGA um, shop owner yeah, or yeah. things like So like the PGA is just the organization. Um, but like even that Pulter video, when I think about it, yeah, I went, I went double, double on the first. I think I had, I think I might have even thrown one more double in or, or two more. I, I think I had four double bogeys in that video and still in shot 10 over. Mm-hmm. So actually in that video, I also hit some really, yeah. really nice shots that I was really proud of. And like, yeah, there you go. I can actually play golf. It's just, it's that consistency at the moment. It's that just knowing that, yeah, I, I can go out and I can play at any of the top golf course in the world, whether it's Royal Liverpool, whether it's um, Woburn or whatever it may be and just go, no, you know what? The worst, the worst score I'm going to shoot today is 75. That would be my dream scenario. But I think I've got a lot of work to get to that. But without being pedantic, is that possible? Because Rory McIlroy can have a worse round than that. True. No, you're right. But I think I know what you. I think what you, you. I actually don't think that you're lacking. I think you always have bad rounds. I think we've not had for a while as a really good round. Yeah. I think that's the difference. I think we're always going to be consistent. We saw it last year, actually, ironically, the JCB Championship. I think one of the guys shot 62, 70 odd yeah. for two days. So that's always possible. I think what you've lost over the last year isn't the high scores because it's always going to be on your locker. It's always going to be in Rory's locker. It'll be in Ty Woods' locker. You name it, it's in your locker. 
what you have lost, I'll be honest, is that ability to go deep. Yeah, no, low. I agree. And and going back to Quest for the, like when I did Quest for the Open all those years ago, I genuinely got and, and a great. Granted, I didn't do it in open qualifying, so it kind of null and void. But there was times going through regional events where I could I could genuinely feel comfortable shooting three, four, mm. I think I even shot a five under par. And I was comfortable. Like, I was almost getting to that point and going, I want to go more. Mm. I, was not, I wasn't scared of going like, right, let's get to two under. Can I get to three? Can I get to four? Can I, like, that didn't scare me at all. It's just now it's, like I said, that switch feels like it's like, gone mm. i'm like what where is that where is that drive gone really but that is you know who, who was it we were talking with like dan greaves on the podcast when we when we had dan on the podcast and he was talking about confidence and things like that it is still technical though mm-hmm. isn't it really yeah. like the, uh, the confidence has lot has been lost because the technique has, has altered. And I, I know my technique's not as good. My grip's gone really weak again. I'm opening the face way too much. I'm really getting out of positions. Again, I can see it. I'm obviously I'm seeing it through a coaching eye, but it's it's been able to park that. And again, we're a busy business. I would love to, to some degree, take two weeks off jump on a plane to Portugal. <laughs> on the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> on the sauce every night. No, but like Genuinely, hit golf balls every day, play every day, but that's not feasible. That's not the world we unfortunately and, live in. And, and that takes it back again, though, which I keep coming back to. Yeah, I know you want to play better and I think you should try and practice a bit more because you'll feel better and all that. But at the end of the day, if that was important to what you do, you would do that. Yeah. It's not at the minute. It's not that important. You've got, you said you've got to balance a business. You've got to balance a young family, travel, etc. You know that at the minute we can kind of still make great videos. Even if you don't play that well, but you also want to play better. That's what so it is. Yeah. It's, it's not as if it, thankfully, it's not as if it affects business. That like, one. thankfully, you know, if I would have shot five shots better, would that Poulter have got video got more views? Probably not really. If our videos got views per what you've shot, you'd be practicing all the time. Every single minute. Because it would make it, well, exactly. Because, yeah. And I, I think that's it. I think, how do you see this moving forward then? How do you see commitment to practice? Is it lessons? Is it hitting more balls? I, it- I definitely, I've always, and I've always been an advocate of this and will always be an advocate of this. I need professional eyes on me, helping Mm. me. Even though I can see the faults myself, having that second opinion. So obviously I've I've had lessons off Dan Whitaker in the past. I've already been texting Dan about when we can hook up again and get something sorted and get booked in and try and get something a bit more regular. That's what I, I feel like I need almost... And, and again, not going too much deep into a business, at the, even in the business at the moment, we've started to look at Fridays working from home a little bit more when we can. It's like, well, actually, maybe Friday is working from home, but let's go and have, I'll go and have a lesson. I'll go and hit some balls. I'll go and play nine holes on my, on my own. I'll, I don't play casual golf, as no. you know. Like, and I know you don't really. No. Like, we don't... Uh, I don't really ever play casual golf my mates and something maybe I miss, something that, you know, those competitive juices. Yeah. Where I felt it really kind of um, showed up on me. There was two two events recently. Um, good, good. We yeah. were over at Dundonald Links and the video's gone out on their channel and we did like a, a three or four videos and it's really interesting playing with those lads and I found it last year at JCB. Because they're playing with each other all the time competitively, their competitive switch is on mm-hmm. all the time. And, and so even guys who I'm sure they would admit, Stephen, Bubby, who wouldn't be the most talented golfers in that group, and yeah. that's not a, a, 
I'm not a dig at them. They're just not. They still compete with those guys because that competitive switch is on all the time. And, you know, I think when you, when you're playing with that competitiveness all the time, like, you know, it's not just one-on-one, it's, you know, it's five of them, six of them that are pushing each other, driving each other, making sure they all practice or not make it, but they have to practice to get better. Yeah. But that's exactly, again, and you're right, because there's five, there's six of them, whatever, none of them wants to be known as the hacker. No. The difference is you're not really playing against set people and also you've got a wife and three kids. You've got yeah, time. Exactly so you've got other things it. to do. Exactly. You know, I know they've got things going on. They're all busy guys. But if Bubby says, oh, Stephen beat me last week, I'm always trying to go some grinds and hit yeah. some balls because they, they don't want to lose. No. With what? But, but what, I, what I was saying there though, like that Dundonald links, you threw me into the mix there and I was like, I, I mean, I, I hit driver so, 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 so bad. Like the worst I've probably ever hit it. I'm think, thinking... Hold on. I'm, I'm, I should be in this mix. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why I should be the outlier in this situation. Like, I know I can hit the golf ball as good as any of those guys. I know people will probably say, no, you don't hit it as good as Luke Warren or whatever. Fine. But in my head, I think I can or I have well, done in the, the past. You know, I know I can. Like, it's in there somewhere deep, 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 deep down. Um, and then the other event for me that really, really highlighted it, and it came as a bit of a curveball for me. I got invited kind of last minute as a substitution. I spoke about on the podcast, unfortunate situations, but I got brought in as uh, the open invitational at Royal Liverpool with like 10,000 people on site playing with these kind of celebrities. Um, with it, with, I felt like genuinely like the world was on my shoulders at that time because mm. it felt like there was a huge expectation on me to be able to play well straight away with, and it literally got landed on me that morning. I didn't really practice. I hadn't, I hadn't done any preparation for it. And my swing, just like my, my brain, my swing just, just eluded me. I mean, I hit some really good shots. Granted, I bombed it off the first, which I've spoke about when I got all the crowd all going. I then played very, 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 very mediocre to less than mediocre golf then. And then end up birdie in 17th. I hit a great shot into 17, not the putting. I was like, there it is. It's in there somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think for me, I think this month of August is going to be a really important month. One challenge, running, fitness, mm-hmm. health, start to like look after myself more. And I think once I start looking after myself and I feel better, like, and just know I'll be able to play better. Like yeah. with anything, when you feel better, your clothes fit you better. You walk with more confidence, don't you? Like yeah, absolutely. If, if you've been working out and you're going a night out, you feel like you're the top of the world, don't you? Cock of the club. You feel like every woman fancies you and every man wants to be you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I normally feel like, but that's <laughs> <laughs> what Matt feels like. But like, that's what, that's, I remember when, when, I, when you feel your best, you walk in there and you're like, you're un, un you can, no one can touch you, can they really? No. Never got that confident that no one can touch you. <laughs> but you were in a ridiculous shape back like- Many, yeah, many moons ago, before I became a fat dad. But like- Fat skinny dad. When, when, you, when you have that kind of confidence within yourself, yeah. it definitely bleeds into other areas of, you, of your life, doesn't it? Yeah, like, and so like looking after myself is the number one priority first, etching out time to do that, making sure I put time aside, which already last night, even though I was up at 430 this morning to film a video, actually end up doing a workout at 11 p.m. last night. Wow. Um, I think, I mean, stupidly, because I didn't end up going to bed till one because I was wired. But like uh, today I've got plans to do a workout or to at least go for a run. Like us as a team, being able to go for a run this 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 next month, yeah. et cetera, will really benefit us. But then also, 
you know, towards the end of this month, we've got a huge collaboration. I don't yes, think we've shared we this have yet. Briefly. Have we? Huge yes. collaboration with Bob Does Sports. They're coming over to the UK. That I out of the window. I, yeah, but yeah, maybe that, but I want to be at least going into that week. Feeling trim. Yeah. Feeling like I've I've looked after myself. Lost for, five pounds to gain two. Yeah. That works. Still minus three. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, can I be hitting it ball, ball better? Can I have a few lessons before that? And it's not, again, it's not about the golf. It's not as in it's about, I want to make sure that I'm in the best possible because I, I desperately yeah. want to beat Fat Perez, which I do, by the way. FP, I'm coming <laughs> for you. But I, I want to I feel like I can stand up there and go, yeah, of course I can compete. Of course I can. Yes, I can hit great shots. I will hit great shots. I am going to hit great shots. I'm also going to throw in some horrendous shots, but that's part of the entertainment. Um, but yeah, there's lots going on there. Lots to unpack. So either you need to start practicing a bit more and feeling better and hitting better shots or just rebrand the channel. The <laughs> average bloke. I like it. Average. It, either one. We're going to go break 70 or break 90. I know the other, I fancy. The other thing, and I've, not, I've actually not shared this with anyone yet, but it's flared up a lot more today. I've actually got like a weird, real weird pain in my right ah, elbow. the excuses start to come out now. I've done an hour of, of, of heart to heart. It's like, oh, and also my clubs aren't fitted for me. And every time I play, it's wooden into the face. <laughs> and my shoulder is, my arm hurts. It is. It's hurting at the moment. What, but. What's that from? Aim from it in balls, my friend. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> and something else. Drinking, drinking. Right, guys, um, we'll leave it on that. Thanks, everybody. Um, I, I can't work out if you're going to leave this room now feeling like a weight's been lifted or you're going to start crying into the cut in the corner of the room. I don't know. Are you the one I'm happy to see? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. I think we need to push each other more. Mm -hmm. Like, have more competitions, mm -hmm. like, off camera, mm -hmm. drive. That used to kick your ass. Every single time. On the like, it wasn't even a question, was it? No, but I've stepped up. That's what I mean. Russia. You're at balls now. Yeah. Trying to motivate you. It's not working, is it? <laughs> no, if, if I beat you again on camera, then it's embarrassing for you. So have, we got any, have we got any videos in the can where you beat me right now? In the, we're not gonna, I'm not any more than the can. We're right. going to uh, Rome. Why don't we say, oh, why don't we have a match at Rome? What are we going to Rome for? Secret trip. What's we can talk about it. <laughs> we're going to Rome this year. Just me and Guy in a little romantic weekend yeah. away. Pizzas, spaghetti, <laughs> red wine, yeah. a little bit of golf, whatever. Yeah. Um, God, we've got a busy month, haven't we? we? Have a match there. We've got a busy, busy, busy month. Life yeah. is busy, right? Guys, anyway, that's on my heart to heart. I'm sure everyone, hopefully, hopefully what this shows people is that golf is hard. Yeah. Even someone as great as me at golf finds it hard. And I know you, people watching and listening might find that hard to believe. Yeah. But you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I find it hard, it's all right if you find it hard. So hopefully you listen to this and go, oh, you know what? I feel a bit better about myself. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more stuff and get better at golf. You need to be like um, one of these really motivational Instagram speakers. Get up at 5 a.m., read three books. Do loads of charity work. Well, you do a bit of charity work. I do, work, do quite really. a lot of charity yeah, I do work. Actually, yeah, I do. Oh, thanks. I do uh, not read books, but well, you were half four this morning. I was anyway. up at half four. Maybe so, I just maybe I should start that now. Every morning, you've done that for a while, actually, didn't you? It didn't last, but you burnt yourself out. But a few little uh, coffee cans. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I had a flat white iced coffee. Uh, anyway, I'm going now. Thanks everybody listening. Enjoy. Have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right, won't it? Go. No, you're done. <laughs> It'll be all right. Peace, everyone. Bye. I'll be back. I will be back.
promise. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 